Frank Isola, Justin Tinsley, Courtney Crone, and Woody Page. Confidence. Jerry Jones has confidence. What are the pros and cons of confidence as the Cowboys headed to Tom Brady this weekend? Let's go around the horn. I don't have any confidence. Don't make me talk about this on the street. <laughs> Please. Some are in the That's your confidence. <laughs> We start with the phenomenal news of the day. DeMar Hamlin is home. Released from the hospital in Buffalo after passing the necessary test, cardiac and neurological. From the most recent AP wire, doctors have said it is premature to comment on the potential cause of Hamlin's cardiac arrest. News release did not provide any information on what the tests revealed. That may be forthcoming. Other news of the day in the NFL, in Miami, the Dolphins ruling out Tua Tungabailoa. This is the concussion protocol with his being diagnosed with at least two in close proximity to each other this season and his recovery from that. So Miami in a position they were in in week 18 when they knew Tua was out. Teddy Bridgewater has a dislocated pinky. He was throwing at practice this afternoon. His status, though, uncertain. Skylar Thompson, who started week 18, and the Dolphins got the win they needed to get. Is the other QB on roster? Frank Isola, around the horn to you. How does this news from Miami land for you? Well, it's devastating news for the Miami Dolphins because a month ago they went up to Orchard Park and Tua put them in position to win that game. It took Josh Allen to basically bail Buffalo out to win it. But, you know, we've been talking a lot about player health over the last nine days. If you go back a couple of months ago, the player's health we were talking about was Tua and the concussion that he had. This is the proper call by the organization. And I know for the player, he wants to be out there. He can, he's competitive. It's the best thing for him. Now, who knows? Was it the media? Was it the league? Was it the Players Association, current players that put pressure on Miami to do this? But let's face it, that is the right call for Miami. This guy's too young. He's dealt with too many significant injuries to the head. The last thing they need for him to go up there and get another injury. Take the offseason. We'll see you next year. Justin Tinsley. Yeah, first and foremost, I just want to say I'm glad that he's ruled out you know, in good faith, I can't really, I can't really talk about Tua and football because two of the biggest stories of this season have been about the quality of life of players with Hamlin, of course, and obviously with Tua. And he was only 50% uh, through the protocol. He got injured on Christmas. So there was no way he was going to make up the other 50% by Sunday. And I want to highlight a really good article on ESPN.com that talks about Tua's future and with concussions and just the conversation around that. There's a really powerful part about Tua's younger brother, who's the starting quarterback at the University of Maryland, how he was a he was an emotional wreck worried about his brother. So this isn't about Pro Bowls. It It isn't about playoffs. It's about a human life. And I say this all the time on the show, you cannot care about the game more than you care about human life. And I think that's the most important thing here. And one of the most important things to take away is like, we have to be very careful about how we describe Tua. He is not concussion prone. He plays in a concussion prone game. There were 187 reported concussions in the NFL last year. And if doctors are saying you you should not be playing with three significant head traumas for months, there was no way he should have been out on the field this Sunday. So I'm glad they ruled him out. They're protecting the player, which they should do. Courtney Cronin. 
Dr. Julian Bales is one of those physicians referenced in the article that Justin had mentioned. And the school of thought is when you have three concussions, and we know with Tua there have been two that are confirmed within the span of a couple months, and then there was that back injury that showed signs of concussion the week before the one he sustained against Cincinnati. At this point, his brain needs rest. He doesn't need to be thinking about anything football-related when he's been dealing with neurological issues like this. And I think that it's really concerning as we think about his future. He's 24 years old. The humanity aspect in here is coming to light where Mike McDaniel isn't playing with this, knowing that his quarterback is at stage three of the NFL's five-stage concussion protocol. To expect him to escalate through that in the next four days is short-sighted. And I think the Dolphins have the bigger picture here in mind. Let me ask you a follow-up, Corny. Do you view this as the concussion protocol working? I view it as the NFL feeling pressure to make the right move here. We saw one of the greatest scares in NFL history with DeMar Hamlin last week. There was no margin for error whatsoever from Tua, from the Dolphins, from the NFL. Just the liability that stands there. The Dolphins had no choice. Woody Page. The protocol is working now, but I don't think that's what was going on when he initially was injured and all the problems they went through and the uncertainty about him coming back then, then coming back and having another concussion, because we think the first one was actually not a back problem as much as it was genuinely also the first concussion, then the second, then the third. And as Courtney said, I think he's got to worry about his quality of life going forward about whether he should play football again. I'm not a part of the family or part of the organization or part of his life, but I think he has to go through that as an Indianapolis Colts, number one overall pick, decided because of injuries and other issues that he walked away from the game when people said, how could you possibly do that? In regard to this game, they weren't going to win with him anyway. 86% chance of the Bills winning. I think that would be They did beat Buffalo earlier in the year. Teams seemingly going in different directions right now. And the news of the day from Miami again. Teddy Bridgewater, who has a dislocated pinky on his throwing hand, did practice, did throw just a little bit. We'll move on. Sean McVay hasn't decided his future yet, but has allowed assisting coaches to interview elsewhere. You never know what's going on in the head of somebody. But in this case, you have an idea maybe. McVay has talked about it or hinted at it since Super Bowl week of last year. Corny, hearing he'll take not time now to rejuvenate and decide. That's Adam Schefter's words, rejuvenate. How do you view this time of uncertainty for McVay and for the team? I view this as a lesson in burnout, Tony, that no matter how successful you are as a head coach, this profession is a grind. He got into the league in 2017 as a head coach, his first opportunity with the Rams. He's 60 and 38 since then. So this is clearly the toughest season he's had professionally, and I think he needs to take a step back. Now, different circumstances, Doug Peterson, Mike McCarthy, in getting fired, both of those men took a year off and then rebounded in great situations, respectively. I don't think that Sean McVay is going to end up doing that though the Rams are enabling him like take as much time as you need think about this it's the pivotal two weeks though as the rest of their staff is kind of in limbo Mm -hmm. and I think McVay giving them the opportunity to go search for potential other opportunities while he tries to figure out what he's going to do is the right move Woody Page yeah I've turned 180 degrees on this topic in just hours I thought that he owed it to the franchise the players and the fans in LA that he make a decision pretty quickly I have decided that he has the right 
to take months until May if he wants to. And that the Rams are just going to have to adjust to that. That after going through a Super Bowl season, and he talked last year about maybe stepping away. So now he is considering it even more so this year, particularly after this team was the defending champions with the worst winning percentage the next year. And as Courtney pointed out again, that he has the right to walk away from the game for a while and take some time. I did it when I was 40 years old. I went and lived as a beach bum for a year and a half to figure out what I wanted to do with the rest mm. of my life. Whoa, and, I didn't know this story. Okay, tell me more about this. Uh, <laughs> And I did that for a year and a half, and I decided to come back, and I thought it refreshed me. It gave me new direction. I knew where I was in life. So if it was good for me, I think it would be good for him to actually take time off and say, let me try something else if that's uh, lying on the beach in, in Hawaii if he wants to and be with his family after losing his grandfather and having some other issues in the past year. Frank Isola. Yeah, I, I know everyone is different, but you guys are making it seem like Bill Belichick, John Harbaugh, and Mike Tomlin have their feet up on the desk for the last 10 years. <laughs> like, oh, this is, I mean, they're grinding, too. You know, last year's team was a mercenary team. They don't have any first-round picks. He might be thinking it's not going to get better with this team, and he might think maybe I'll take a year off now and I'll get back in. He's a great coach. I get it why the Rams would want to give him some time, but come on now. You've got to be on the yeah. clock. You could take as much time, you know, get a week, two weeks to rejuvenate. Tell us what you're going to do. We are running a business here. After all, if you're ready to move on from us, we need to move on from you. Wow. So I got one panelist who says be a beach bum, and another panelist is saying we're on the clock. we got to make a decision because it is coach hiring season as well right now. So names could come off the board. Justin Tinsley, I'll bring in you. How, how, do, you, uh, how do you hear this? Yeah, I, I agree with Frank. Look, McVay having doubts isn't anything new. We, we've heard about this story for a while, but he's earned the right to think about his life after coaching. But you know, if you're the Rams, you're like, hey, take your time, bro, but uh, hurry it up. And they have the right to say that as well, because if McVay moves on, they have to be active in the search, <laughs> in the coaching search. And yes, Sean Payton is going to be the big name out there. I get it. But they, the Rams have to do a complete search. There are other names out there, really worthy names, like D'Amico Ryans in San Francisco. Steve Wilkes did one of the most impressive jobs I've seen in Carolina, all things considered. And Eric Bieniemy, he has experience running a high, excuse me, a high-profile offense with a Super Super Bowl-winning quarterback. So yes, if you're the if you're the Rams, you have to do your due diligence. And if you're going if you're going into life after McVay possibly uh, uh, with just Sean Payton on the board, then you've already failed. And guess what? That's not, Sean, that's not Sean McVay's fault. Right, but you say, take your time, but hurry up. Yeah, that's what they're telling them. It's <laughs> like, look, Jerome, we don't want to rush you, but like, we got a business to run. This is a billion-dollar business. <laughs> yeah, and I understand all of that, and I think that, again, the Rams, like, as long as this thing is taking right now and has the appearance to take, I think the Rams actually think he's going to be back. But if he's not, Raheem Morris is sitting right there as their defensive coordinator and should be the immediate option for the Rams to hire him and put him in that role, considering he's already getting interview requests for head coaching opportunities elsewhere, like in Denver. I stole the 14, Tinsley 5, Cronin 7, Page 10. Woody, I'll let you back in. You got time, but hurry up. Yes. Uh, Justin has his philosophy of you can take all the time you want, but let us know by Friday. What are you talking about? It's sarcasm. Haven't you ever heard of sarcasm? Buy or sell next. No. I admit it's sarcasm. It's sarcasm, guys.
Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guarantee Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Part of the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Welcome back to Around the Horn, coming to you from the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. It's buy or sell. My gift to Justin Tinsley, it's the Cowboys. Uh, I have all the confidence in the world that uh, uh, he, as a player, re-understands turnover better than all of us put together. Could anything happen in this playoff game Monday that could put Mike McCarthy's job status in question for next year no just uh, i don't even want to uh, no i've got uh, a lot more to evaluate mike mccarthy on than this playoff game jerry jones on the fan shannon rj his confidence is well known justin you have more confidence in jerry or mccarthy or dak monday versus the bucks I'm not sure if I have confidence in either, but I'm far more worried about Dak right now. Look, they say everything's bigger in Texas. Well, both teams in Texas led the league in interceptions with Davis Mills and Dak Prescott, and Dak has 11 since week 12. And 11 of his 15 picks have come against zone coverage, which Tampa Bay does quite well. So outside of a mythical quarterback draw from the 40 with no timeouts left, I'm still going to go with Dak. Courtney Cronin. Justin just gave you the stats on Dak falling off a cliff in the back half of the season. What do you make of that? I was beating the drum that this is not who Dak Prescott is. These interceptions are an anomaly, but he's making some really bizarre decisions with the ball. You think about his three pick sixes that he's thrown since week 15. The one against Philadelphia, dumb decision. The The one against Washington, dumb decision. And it worries me that that's something, like if you're playing that sort of football right now when you should be playing your best football going into the postseason, that might be an indictment of your past performance as an indictment of your future performance, and that worries me. Dak's trying to do too much. The weight of the offense is on his shoulders right now, and I think that that boils down to more than just Dak Prescott, more than just Mike McCarthy. I'm going to take it a step further. I'm really concerned about Kellen Moore right now, considering the way that these games have been schemed and what the responsibility has been on Dak. They ran 64 yards against Washington. You cannot win a game doing that, and Kellen Moore might be a little unfortunate. All right, so you have no confidence in anybody, and you're doing a 30 for 30 documentary on this team right now. I I can clearly see that. (laughs) Woody Page on the Cowboys and what you heard from Jones. 
Yeah, thank you, Courtney, for not leaving me anything here. But <laughs> you've covered uh, you've covered Dak extremely well. But let me tell you, I have more faith in McCarthy for one reason: he really doesn't coach that much in the game. Kellen Moore is going to be in charge of the <laughs> offense. Dan Quinn's going to be in charge of the defense, and McCarthy's going to be in charge of the timeouts. So oh. they haven't played very well <laughs> defensively lately. They haven't played offensively very well. So those two guys are—they have the most emphasis on them for this game, I think. And now to Frank Isola, who last time we saw you, Frank, on this very program, you said, "Well, the path is there for the Cowboys to make a run to the Super Bowl." Please go ahead. I still believe that. I think it starts with running the ball. Dak, seven straight games with at least an interception. Here's the big thing, though. They're 1-3 in, in games that he started in the playoffs. And let's also throw in that game against Philadelphia a few years back, which was essentially a playing game. He has a long way to go to give us confidence that he could be the guy to carry them. But run, run, run the ball. It's Frank Guy solar strategy. We move on. Buy or sell two. Steph Curry back. Scored 24 in his return. But the back-up second rotation Suns handled the Warriors. Steve Kerr said the team was too relaxed. And Curry said the minute restriction affected his rhythm. Courtney, what do you buy? What do you sell? I'm buying that they're unfocused. You heard Clay Thompson say it after the game that they expected just because Wiggins and Curry were back that they were going to waltz in there and get the dub. And they probably should have because Chris Paul and Devin Booker were not playing last night. But this is a team that's playing with its food right now. They're 20 and 21. We're at the halfway point. They've got to get Steph Curry rediscovering his early season magic if they want to climb in the West Stadium. Woody Page. I'm selling the Warriors totally. Some people like Frank think they can just turn on the switch, show up during the playoffs, and beat people like the Nuggets. This is a team that's won three games on the road the entire season. Really? They're a 500 team at home? You think this team actually is going to be a factor? They played against a Suns team that was missing both their guards and their center, and they still had serious problems against them. The Warriors, eh. Frank Isola. Woody, go up, go call up your buddy Stan Kroenke and our pal Mike Malone, and you tell me if the Denver Nuggets want to face the Golden State Warriors in the playoffs. That starting five when <laughs> yes. they're together has the best net rating in the NBA. Uh-huh. Be careful. In all the years that they went and won a championship, they won at least one road game in every series. Be careful. Dustin Tinsley. Ooh. Look, I respect the fact that they're champs, but I'm buying the fact that it's time to be concerned. They've been terrible on the road all season, and, and now they're playing pretty bad at home. And my big fear is that, that Steph, is, Steph is now back. He's going to start start trying to, like, force things. And I don't want I, I don't want to see him. Excuse me, I can't even talk right now. I honestly look like the Warriors, but I don't want to see him force anything and, and, and further... You know, injury. Fire cell three, another return. Donovan Mitchell back in Utah last night. He scored 46, but it was a Jordan Clarkson game. A 13 0 run for Utah late. Jazz beat the Cavs. Woody Page, what do you buy? What do you sell from Mitchell's return? Uh, I love this question. Mm-hmm. Justin, don't worry about it. I haven't been able to talk <laughs> since I had a kid 45 <laughs> years ago. So, I love this story because Donovan Mitchell became the seventh player in NBA history to go back and score 40 or more points in his first road game against his former team. And they welcomed him back. They had the video tribute. Everybody cheered. There was nobody. So the outcome doesn't matter. It's just that he got all that love and played up to it. Courtney Cronin, how about you? 
Once a jazz man, always a jazz man. That's what the video said that welcomed him back last night. And I think two things can be true here. Utah sees what it's missing and what it doesn't have right now in Donovan Mitchell. But Jordan Clarkson was able to have a great night on his own, hitting five three-pointers in that game. And I think they're okay having moved on from Donovan Mitchell after he got traded. JT? And I'm buying the fact that we haven't seen the best of Donovan Mitchell yet. And that's saying something, considering the, considering the fact of the season. 71 is the best we've seen yet? I mean, he's going to go above uh, We haven't seen it yet. The season's only halfway over. This is the best we've seen Donovan Mitchell play. And uh, Frank Isola. Remember, Donovan Mitchell get, got traded, not like Kevin Durant and LeBron, where they left as free agents. And when they come back, they get, you know, abused by the fans. Do I think he wanted to leave? Yes. But there's a reason why he got cheered. He didn't ask to leave. We do want to congratulate and appreciate Justin Tinsley here. He's been on, uh, well, Huey is 11 days old. And you know the blowout you saw Monday night in the national championship, George over TCU? It was nothing compared to the blowout in Huey's diaper last night. But you're pulling a double-duty shift here. We appreciate you, Tins. And Courtney, Woody Page, Frank Isola, showdown next. Oh, boy. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. One showdown for all the marbles. Check this out last night. Northern Illinois' Caleb Thornton going down on the offensive end. But when his defense forces a turnover... He's still there on the offensive end, so he's ready, and he calls for the ball and gets the ball in one hand, and his shoe is in the other hand, and he lays it in. Left hand, ball, right hand, his shoe. Have you ever seen that before? So so that's one oddity. Uh, Last night also we saw a massage gun get slapped onto the court. Wayne Dedman, after he was fighting with his coach, Eric Spolstra, a massage gun found its way onto an NBA court. Look at that. And in that game, the Heat, by the way, went 40 of 40 from the free throw line, NBA record. Which oddity or which accoutrement stands out most to you, Woody? Well, I'm 54 years of covering the NBA. That's the first time I've ever seen a team make 40 of 40 free throws. And for Butler to go 23 of 23, I guess an incredible accomplishment. Nobody has seen anything like this since 1982 when it was 39 of 39. And there needs to be a 30 for 30 on the 40 of 40. Uh, Frank Isola? Man, I thought for sure that Woody, I was going to bet his beach house that he was going to say Dwayne Dead Men Walking. Because you could not, under any circumstances, hit that gun. That has to fly over the heads of the fans in the front row. Can you imagine if that hit somebody in the back of the head? That thing is not light. Mm-hmm. Bad move by him. Woody. Extension coming. I need to know more about your beach bum year. I'm going to give you the win. Can you tell me something about your beach bum year in 30 seconds? 
I walked away when I was 40 from radio, television, and newspapers, and I said, what am I going to do with the rest of my life? So I went to Naples, Florida, got a place on the beach. I rode my bike every day. I went fishing, never caught a fish. I wrote a couple of books. I wrote for a TV show called Moonlighting for a while. And I figured out after a year and a half that what I'd been doing was exactly what I wanted to do the rest of my life. And I learned how to use a computer, which were coming into being. Oh. So I understand what McVeigh is going okay. through. You wrote for Moonlighting? That's one of the greatest shows of all time. Except you got Bruce Willis and Sybil Shepherd together too quickly. Fish, huh? That, that like was your fault. More? We'll see you tomorrow around the horn. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. <laughs>